He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist, former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now. All right, here we go. Tuesday, September 20th. I'm Drew Berquist. This is my show. Damn glad to be with you guys. Thanks for being with us today. Whichever platform you're on, Rumble, YouTube, Facebook, CloudUp, you name it. We will be over on Locals today after the show, as usual, for booze and banter. So you can check us out there. Make sure you get yourself an account. It's drewberquist.locals.com. You can get a free account, but if you want to enjoy booze and banter, some other premium stuff, you, you got you to gotta just get behind that paywall. It's very, very cheap. Starts at $5 a month, guys. Get on over there. DrewBerkwist.Locals.com. We'll continue the show. We'll, we'll add some drinks into the mix. Putin addressing the nation, by the way, uh, imminently. Could be happening even now as the show's going. If that happens, we'll discuss that. We'll get into your questions. We'll get into a bunch of other stuff all over on Locals. So get there again. It's DrewBerkwist.Locals.com. That's where booze and banter will be, and that's where it always is. Come hang out with the crew. All right, let's get to question of the day, shall we? Yesterday... A contentious one about M&M's today. Today, what is the best non-Star Wars space movie of all time? That's not a hit on Star Wars. I know they're part of Disney now. I know that people have issues with Disney. I'm not saying you shouldn't have issues with Disney, but I, I like many of you, are, are big Star Wars fans, grew up on it. Obviously, it is the space soap opera saga that everyone loves. But take that out of the equation. What is the best one? without Star Wars being in the conversation. Let us know your answers. As you send in your responses, homeowners beware, you could already be the victim of home title theft and not have a clue. Scary proposition, right? Some cyber thief may have already forged his name onto the title of your home. Here's how you find out. My partners at HomeTitleLock.com have a special free offer for my listeners. You can go to HomeTitleLock.com forward slash Drew. You can see it there on the screen. Then simply enter your address for your free no-obligation home title scan. This is how you discover if a cyber thief is already camping on your home's title. And look, guys, the, the title to your home is the only document that proves you own it. And once he or she forges your title, they can take out loans on your home or forge your name stating that they are the new owner. So first things first, let's make sure your home's title is securely in your name. You can do that by going to hometitlelock.com forward slash Drew and using my promo code Drew if you come uh, a different way. Then enter your address once there for a free, no obligation home title scan. That's $100 value, all for free. Again, it's hometitlelock.com forward slash Drew. You can use promo code Drew as well on the site there. <clears throat> all right. And this promo is only good until Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Get it, get it, get it's it while you can, my friends. Thursday. Get yeah. it while you can. Get over there. At it's least just go in and check it out. At yeah. least just go in and check it out. And then you can go on. But yeah, uh, after this Thursday, promo's gone. You'll have to pay for it. So get get on over there. HomeTitleLock.com forward slash true. All right, let's get to some responses. Let's see what we got here. Spe I like this answer right out the gate. Spaceballs. We're going to be flying ludicrous speed the rest of the show. Star Trek expected that to come in. You've been jammed, sir. <laughs> Lone Star. Um, the, Lone day, Star. the day the Earth stood still, Armageddon. Good one. Jane Callahan Bush, not a space movie, movie fan. Give me some examples and I'll choose from it. Well, there's, I mean, I, that, that would take the whole show, Jane. 
Um, 2001, A Space Odyssey. There's Serenity. There's another Space Balls. The question, if you're coming in late today, is what is the best space movie that's not Star Wars? And you might not think that Star Wars are the best space movies either, but just since they're popular, we're taking that out of... You know, there's, there's many to choose from. Yeah. There's many. I, like, I like that you're taking... I mean, if anything, let's take out Star Trek too. I mean, because it's yeah. kind of the... You know, I mean, Star Trek is great. They're kind of the pillars of the space or space voyage. There's other Trekkies or Star Wars, you know. Um, so that's a, you know, we already have a Star Trek in there. Yep. Um, which Star Trek? Who did that? Who said that? Uh, Barb, which one do you like? You just as a whole or is there a specific series? Is there a specific movie? Which one are you talking about? We got another Armageddon coming in. Some different responses across the different platforms. I don't know. Who, what's your favorite one, Disco? That's so hard. <laughs> it's a loaded question in space. It's a it's a loaded question for me because you know I love um, the fiction part of like Star Trek, Star Wars stuff like that. I can get behind it, but then I also love like the the you know the realism <clears throat> behind like The Martian or like Interstellar, the ones that like kind of feel like these are plausible things that could happen. Um, did I cry in Interstellar in the theater in the IMAX theater next to my friends? Maybe. I totally did. <laughs> no, I did. My wife was there too, and I'm bawling with the credits are on bawling my eyes out. And my buddy Duke's like, Is he gonna be okay? And she's like, Yeah, he's gonna be fine. <laughs> but uh man, I don't know. That's that's a hard one. Ugh. It is it's a really hard one. It's a really hard question. I mean, do you go like I don't know? Like surely Facebook is is maybe banning you too, but they're definitely shadow banning me. Surely says Facebook shadow banning one of us had to hunt for you, brother. Yeah, they're 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 huge fans of mine. All the all the big platforms, such big fans. Rumble, I mean, Rumble's like good alien to us. Alien series is good. Yeah, the alien, the alien series. series yeah, Lost in Space. Sure, Jane, you can go with that. Yeah. Um, Independence Day. That, that you could work that in there. Forbidden Planet, Starship Troopers. I think I'm going. I, look, The Martian was awesome. Mm-hmm. I I think Interstellar is my favorite. Interstellar is one of my favorite movies ever. So yeah. So I, I guess yeah, if it's, it's in just, that category, it's hard to beat. I thought Passengers was I kind would, of a fun movie. Passengers, yeah, Passengers was good. I, one thing I love about Interstellar, and it, I, we talk, we text about this all the time when one of us is watching a a movie directed by him. Um, he always leaves you to be desired for more. Like you want to, I want a sequel. Well, he's like, I'm not giving it to you. And you're like, yeah, exactly. Like you, you want pitch. more, and that's what is like. Is that what we really like, or was it the story that? But Interstellar story is fantastic. Um, I mean, do you? But do you like? I mean, I love. I even love Apollo 13. Ron Howard, Tom Hanks. I mean, you know, Bill Paxton, Kevin Bacon. It's such a yeah. great movie. No, too. There, and there's some great uh, suggestions today. And Spaceballs should not be forgotten. It was mentioned probably the most. No, no. I, my favorite <laughs> scene of the whole thing is when they're like. uh comb the desert and they're like we haven't found it we ain't found shit like <laughs> best part <laughs> like it's that that, so that was a great line it was i i i remember that as a kid and then <laughs> repeating that um that was that I mean, was, would that you put classic. predator in there or is that since they're not in space they're not really in space though yeah fifth element that's a good one Fifth element's Gosh. decent this is right. this like this one's hard for me. Well, think I, about I, it the rest of the day. We're not going to spend. We can't spend that much more time. Drop right? we everything. 
we got to clear my yeah, schedule. War of the right, Worlds is good. kind of yeah. a space movie. By the way, I saw that they have a show coming out now. That's it. That's interesting. Uh, but let's move on <clears throat> because you'd think that we were being run by aliens, just as as broken as everything is here, as as bad as our leader is. And in fact, it's probably not run by aliens. In fact, it's probably the aliens looking down, being like, "Well, well, hell, we're not coming there anymore. Like that place is I'm crazy." Not coming. <laughs> but the famed "Let's Go Brandon" chant has become a worldwide phenomena. He was, of course, overseas for the Queen's funeral, and even there, he wasn't safe from it. Take a listen. So even the Brits <laughs> figuring out Say what you want about the Brits, but they figured it out. <laughs> they figured it out. They know what kind of a loser incest Joe is. He, I mean, something tells me, and again, this is not a Trump show. I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not all in on any man, but the, something tells me they'd rather have the Trump baby balloon flying once again than have Joe assist in crushing Western civilization, which he's certainly doing. He's being used as a pawn for it. It's not his plan, but he's certainly a part of the plan. But the vegetable wasn't the only communist who was getting heckled over at the funeral. Take a look at this. So we can, it can keep going, but like, but Castro's son, Justin, was also booed for his drunken rendition of Bohemian Rhapsody. I love too, like you said, as he, as he smiles at the people who hate him, because that, that's how, that's how communists, they don't care. But people but, but around I get the, it. Huh? I, I get it. Like, I get it. Like, don't let them show that they're getting to you. And I understand, I understand it. I get it. But like, that's just that grin right there. Just ugh, like, I want to punch him in the face. Yeah, he's an awful person. But people around the world, the good news is, is and I, I, this shouldn't be that surprising, but I guess it was encouraging to see this this week at the funeral, is that people around the world are realizing that the masks are coming off of the commies. And countries like the U.S. and Canada, who seem to be going down this dark road of tyranny, are sparking fear in people around the globe who look to North America as a bastion of freedom, something we, we once were. So the world's waking up, and they're wishing they had mean tweets back. And that, that was the only thing they had to worry about. And unfortunately, that's not the case. That's not the case at all. What we've got is we've got a collective body of evil, awful people pushing this insanity on, on their country's residents and, and, and you know, civilizations across the planet. It's we talked about it, I don't know, yesterday, two days ago. I guess it was yesterday, because today's only Tuesday. <clears throat> but... Everyone's feeling this. It's not just, everyone's maybe got a slightly different version. But man, I'm telling you, everyone is feeling it across the globe. You see the protests overseas. You see everything that's unfolding. And it ain't good. It ain't good at all, my friends. But back home, we have some leaders. We have some people who are doing things right. America's governor, Big D, Ron DeSantis, is one of them, of course. So now you've got another law enforcement because he's everyone's threatened by him. And the baller moves that he continues to to make 
But you've got a law enforcement communist, just a, he's just a Texas sheriff, launching an investigation into Ron DeSantis and his immigrant flight to Martha's Vineyard, something that was, again, just amazing. It's typical, typical communist fashion sheriff Javier Salazar. Uh, typical stuff that these communists are doing that, that Javier Sal- Salazar is doing. And he's trying to find a crime to pin on the governor of Florida. Again, totally outside of his jurisdiction. Like, I mean, he, this, is, this is totally a PR stunt. But listen to what Javi had to say. What infuriates me the most about this case is that here we have 48 people that are already on, on hard times, uh, right? They are here legally in our country at that point. They have every right to be where they are. And I believe that they were preyed upon. Somebody came from out of state, preyed upon these people, um, lured them with promises of of a better life, which is what they were absolutely looking for, with the knowledge that they were going to cling to whatever hope they could could be offered for a better life, uh, to just be uh, exploited and uh, hoodwinked into making this trip to Florida and then onward to Martha's Vineyard for what I believe to be nothing more than political posturing uh, to make a point. Well, look. Of course it was to make a point, but that's what you're doing too. That's, that's what you're doing too. I lo- no- Nothing that this guy says makes a whole lot of sense. They were he's not. Just conject- he's just like making things up. Yeah, well, and they're not, they weren't here legally. Like, come on, stop it. They just want to find a better life. But once again, I mean, their fault, Democrats' fallback position is always authoritarianism. That's who they are. Javi's County, by the way, that, that douche you just saw on camera, is where 53 legals died in a tractor trailer, which did not get the media attention, by the way, that Martha's Vineyard did, because Vexar County isn't a white, rich, liberal enclave. It's just not. But the great thing is, is as you would expect from DeSantis and Pushaw and his, his people. They fired back. They fired back with this. And I'll read it to you. Immigrants have been more than willing to leave Bexar County after being abandoned, homeless, and left to fend for themselves. Florida gave them an opportunity to seek greener pastures in a sanctuary jurisdiction, which it was, that offered greater resources for them as we expected. Unless the, the MA National Guard has abandoned these individuals, they have been provided accommodations, sustenance, clothing, and more options to succeed following their unfair enticement into the United States, unlike the 53 immigrants who died in a truck found abandoned in Bexar County this June. Thanks, Taryn. Taryn Fenske, Communications Director, Governor Ron DeSantis. Mic drop. Javier, don't mess with Big D. You don't mess with Big D. When are people going to learn this? You're out of your league. Again, Yes, they came from there. So you're, you're involving the investigation. And that's, that, that's, that's why you're thinking you have a... Sorry, Bear County. Sorry. I'm not, I'm not from Texas. But you guys have, as they said, as the DeSantis team said, as we have all seen and experienced, you have all brought these people over. You have coaxed them to come over. We're going to talk more about immigrants here in a little bit. You, you've done that. They've had an awful experience. Everyone else has had an awful experience because of it. And, of course, it was a political action and thing that was done by Team DeSantis by sending them there. That, it's, it's to show how ridiculous these policies are, to show how ridiculous the Dems are, and to show that while they claim to want people here, they don't. They don't want them anywhere near them. Someone else take them. 
It shows just how shallow these people are. But Hobby's well, one of those. Thing, Go ahead. I, I just want to say the one thing that you can see, you know, like DeSantis didn't make this move without thinking it through and everything like, you know, it, the Democrats are used to just doing something, not thinking it through. We'll figure out the the end later, just like with the whole, you know, electric car thing. Oh, right. yeah, well, let's get rid of the emissions. We'll be fine. We'll figure it out. So here he is trying to attack DeSantis when you know DeSantis has covered all his bases. He's made sure everything was legal and the right thing, the right move for these people. Because if it would have been the, because he, we, we've known the past year and a half, two years, that he does everything in the, for the people. Like right. he's, he's thinking about his residence in Florida. So if it would have been better for them to stay there, I bet you he would have made accommodations to make us, make him stay there. But he's also making, with doing this, he's making a point. He's making a huge point that they don't like. <laughs> yeah, 100%. So here's my here's our prediction. Javier, the sheriff, there's one of those Democrats who's going to become a media darling. He's just going to because he's standing up to their, outside of Trump, their number one enemy right now, right? So over the next couple of months, they're going to pay a lot of attention to him. Only to be caught up, Javier, in some sort of scandal. Whether it's an extramarital affair, misappropriation of department funds, something else, whatever it might be. By December of this year, he'll be giving some sort of tearful news conference before his forced resignation. That's what's going to happen. That's just that's the Democrat circle of life. That's how things work. He's going to be up here on top of a mountain before his not so glorious fall. All right, everyone smash that like button, whichever platform you're on. We're so grateful that you are here the plus sign if you're over on rumble the boxing glove if you're on the rumble app make sure you are subscribed or liking the page that you are viewing the show on and make sure please that you can continue to engage over there with the community share away with friends family all of that stuff and then as you do that also guys if if you haven't paid attention and noticed lately but things aren't so good with the economy and with biden in the white house you need to act fast need to act fast his tax plans are directly aimed at your retirement investments. And if you don't want to see your retirement income potentially take a double-digit tax hit, you've got to move your money and you've got to do it now. He's already made, you know, raising taxes a top priority. He's done it in most cases. So make protecting what is yours a top priority in response. Right now, but potentially not for a whole lot longer, there's a unique IRS loophole that lets you move your IRA, your 401k, pension, TSP, savings account, any of that stuff, into certain tax-advantaged investments that could protect you from Creepy Joe's greedy and grasping hands. You can move your money 100% tax and penalty-free, at least for now. All the details are laid out for you in this free guide that my friends at GoldCo are offering to protect your wealth and retirement savings. All you have to do is go to DrewLovesGold.com, and my friends over there at GoldCo will rush a copy to you free of charge, shipping and handling, all covered. You literally won't pay a dime to find out how fast you can protect yourself from Joe Biden's tax plans and fast. So don't wait. Go to DrewLovesGold.com and get your free IRS loophole guide today. They'll also give you $10,000 or more in free silver if and when you open a qualifying account. It just makes sense, guys. Get on over there. It's DrewLovesGold.com. Okay, <clears throat> so Venezuela is emptying prisons. If you hadn't heard that, it's in the, hot, it's in the, the title today, right? And it shouldn't be surprising to see it in the title. But for those of you who weren't alive in 1979, for those of you who were, it's happening all over again. 
with a dictator from a communist country freeing prisoners and sending them to the United States. DHS sent the Border Patrol a report that stated Venezuelan President Nicolas Maduro had emptied some of his prisons and is populating caravans with convicts. That's great, right? Good news. So we've had terrorists, we've had all sorts of other stuff, and now convicts from Venezuelan prisons. Um, so Breitbart's report, let me, let me dive into this, this article here. Breitbart's reporting, quote, that the intelligence report warns agents the freed prisoners have been seen with migrant caravans traveling from, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, Tapachula, Mexico, towards the U.S.-Mexico border as recently as July. The source not authorized to speak to the media told Breitbart, Texas, the move is reminiscent of a similar action taken by Cuban dictator Fidel Castro during the Mariel boatlift in the 1980s. The report does not state whether the released prison inmates were traveling as a cohesive group, but does state it was commonly shared knowledge among migrants traveling to the United States within a caravan in July that many of the Venezuelan migrants in the group were convicts and included hardened criminals. The U.S. is going, to, is going through a spike, right? We've already going right now, especially in Democrat-run cities of crime. Huge spike. So now we're going to be receiving even more bad guys, hardened criminals from an awful, awful place. Venezuelan prisons, speaking specifically of those, coming here. So you got statutory Joe's border policy that has been hurting us, has been setting records, but now it just becomes that much more clear what a failure it is and a failure of epic proportion. Sorry, I'm sending a message to one of the team members here. So, and, and the most disgusting part is, is that it's being done on purpose. It's being done to weaken America and eventually collapse this country. And you say, oh, that sounds crazy. Now, who, who would do that? Wake up. Wake up. You know who would be doing that. And no, it's not Joe. It's not Joe. It's policies listed under his name. But it's not Joe. It's the people behind Joe. It's the people who want to see this country fall so they can build it the way they want it a way that benefits them. And that's not some conspiracy stuff. Listen to the stuff that they say and are doing. Read their policies, understand history and how those dovetail and and what's happening right now fits perfectly in with that playbook that the communists use. They're doing this so, so the country can be remade into a socialist utopia. A country and utopia in which the Democrats would rule with an iron fist. Well, it's, you know, they know that you know <clears throat> what they're doing is scaring Americans, even Americans on their side. And all right, hey, let's bring in these, let's bring in these people from other countries. Don't speak English. Don't maybe not even. Well, they may not know the history of America or how this things work. Hey, they gave me a house, they gave me food, they gave me a, a better life than where I was at. I'm gonna vote for them. They're just trying to get votes. They're desperate. Yeah. They are so desperate. They are. And, and again, I. I can't emphasize this enough. I never am celebrating this. I think if you know me and you've been a part of this audience for a long time, which a lot of you have, you understand that. You understand where I'm coming from with this. I'm not saying it to scare people. But it is real. 
it is real what these people are trying to do to change this country and not change it for the better. And, and you don't have to go to some crazy-ass conspiracy site to find this stuff. In fact, I encourage you not to. You, you, don't, you, you can just see what they're saying. Read, you know, read their lips. Read their policies. It's real. It's real. It's scary. It's not good. But we have to talk about it. We have to understand it because it's something that will affect all of us. Yes, you too, Democrats. Yes, you too, whatever community you're in. We've got all these sub-communities in our country now. We're not, no, one's, no one's about the American flag. Notice how I talk about that a lot too, but you know, notice how no one is. It's not about the stars and stripes anymore. It's about party or it's about the LGBTQ community or it's about this community or that community. I'm a part of the, the X community. No, you're an American. You're an American and you're not going to be able to say it for that much longer if you don't pay attention, if you don't wake up and see that we're all on the same team against these crazy-ass people who are trying to change. Good save. Yeah, thank you. Good save. <laughs> you knew where I was going. Yep. <laughs> Let's be honest, so did they. Um, <clears throat> well, it, like, the thing is, is, is how you're saying, oh, these people are like, well, I'm part of this community and that community. Th- that is how they identify, and it's because they've been told that it's okay to identify as that. When, when we had... You know, let's look right after 9-11 it happened. The unity was, I'm an American. It didn't matter the color of the skin, sexuality, religion. It didn't matter. There was people holding hands and hands together that never would have, in their minds would have thought. But we were united as one. And since then, we've slowly faded away from that and broken apart and gone back into these groups. And it's sad because we've talked to us before. If something like 9-11 would ever happen again, it's possibly we're not going to unite like that again. It's a certainty. It's, gonna, gonna, it's a certainty. It's going to cause more. It's going to cause more headbutting. And hundred percent because they're they're going to be like, well, I agree with them, and it's well, they attacked our nation, they attacked our home, they attacked where we live, where the people who have who are overseas for us, representing us, fighting for our freedom every single day. The you know, like you got to remember that, but they don't see that. They don't see the cost. They don't yeah. know that it's there. That's the problem. Well, I'm telling you, and I've uh, if you're uh, a frequenter of this show then you've heard this from me before too but that was the last time we united 9-11 as a country it sadly will not happen again that way and what's more sad is not only the fact that it will not happen but we went into Afghanistan right after that right to right some wrongs to do God's work and we did I spent most of my adult life over there but what's sad is that was the last time you, we united, and now we are no better than that same country we, we went in to fix things. They don't rally around the flag. They're Pashtuns or Tajiks or Hazaras or Uzbeks, and that's their biggest problem. What are we here? Are we a bunch of Americans? Nope. No, we are not. That's, to me, that's the biggest tragedy over the last 21 years. We have become a hateful tribal country who cannot rally around the flag, cannot rally together. And that will be our demise. Our biggest, we've always known our biggest enemies and our biggest problems were going to come from within. 
bring on whoever. Our military might, our intelligence capabilities, the American people's will when, when things are going right. There's no one we can't take on. But we've proven we can sure take ourselves down. We sure can. Yeah, hey, uh, uh, like the, the, the us as a nation, not saying us here, but us as a nation, uh, allowing like players to take a knee or not come out for the national anthem is 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 like the worst thing possible no you're an american come on you're here you should represent you should stand with pride and honor like it it, there you know and i know they had the reasons and the stories behind what they were doing got it but was that the best way to do it no because you just you divide a strong country (laughs) and and you it's, it's it's that that's like one of the dominoes right that has been allowed to be pushed over and not saying that that was the one thing but that's just one of the dominoes that was allowed to be pushed over to continue this and that's the sad part is that like how how come you know it was we were told that we were the bad ones for saying they're in the wrong why how we're in a bizarre world like, we are upside ridiculous. down world baby for you stranger things fans that's us that's us. Thankfully, we don't have those creatures yet, but they're the, the, the things we're facing are almost worse than those creatures. But let's transition back to the FBI and, and brokenness, all right? We'll stick with broken, okay? Because that much we are. But we've known for several years now that the leadership at the FBI are, are simply just Democrat pawns, Democrat operatives. But the rot is sadly starting to make its way from the top down. It just, it just is. So you've got rank and file agents who want to put real bad guys in jail which is great and again there are tons of amazing people there tons of amazing people there but slowly but surely it's coming down from senior leadership to middle management and it's a problem it's a real big problem the only saving grace is with that problem is you've had several whistleblowers within the bureau come forward to let members of the House Judiciary Committee know that the Bureau is being used as the enforcement arm of the Democrat Party by investigating and arresting political rivals. At the same time, neglecting other crimes. They've put so much emphasis on this domestic terrorist unit that has literally never was needed in the first place that now actual crimes, actual criminals, actual threats to communities are being neglected. Jim Jordan sent a letter to Christopher Wray, director of the FBI. And I want to read what I think is the most important part of the letter. The whistleblower disclosed that the FBI is sacrificing its important federal law enforcement duties to pursue January 6th investigations. The whistleblower recalled, for example, that child sex abuse material investigations were no longer an FBI priority and should be referred to local law enforcement agencies. Such a posture is not only a dereliction of the FBI's mission to investigate violations of federal laws, but it is a grave disservice to the victims of child sexual abuse and other crimes that do not advance the FBI FBI leadership's political agenda. So the FBI is no longer investigating child sex abuse cases. One of the most vile forms of crime out there. Let that sink in. Let that resonate. The FBI considers Donald Trump and his supporters. 
more of a threat to America than child sex traffickers. And they say, oh, just give it to local law enforcement agencies. Guys, most police departments and sheriff's offices don't have the manpower to investigate child trafficking and child pornography. They just don't. They're understaffed, under-resourced as it is, under-trained in a lot of cases. And now the FBI is taking resources away from those cases to investigate political rivals. So FBI leadership, man, I mean, I'm telling you, again, I, I just saw a, a, a person who I know who works at the FBI the other day, amazing person, talented person, talented agent. There's great people there, but this leadership structure that is there, they are jacked up. Their priorities are so screwed up, there's no words to describe it. And I mean, I guess you can understand the FBI's position. They don't want to be forced to arrest fellow Democrats when it comes to this, child trafficking and prostitution in particular. Looking at you, Bob Menendez, Bill Richardson. But I promise you, I promise you that if Trump's name or anyone's name associated with Trump was on Ghislaine Maxwell's black book, Epstein's black book, we'd know about it. You'd absolutely know about it. The FBI is protecting their own. Democrats who were involved in all sorts of nefarious activity to include Epstein stuff. But back to the letter. The bottom line. Juvenile sex trafficking and child pornography is no longer a priority to America's FBI. I mean, think about that. Again, if, if federal law enforcement isn't going to protect the most vulnerable among our, our society, the most vulnerable in our country, why, why do they still exist? It's wild. It's tragic. It's awful. It's all those things. All right, guys, real quick, we're going to be... Um, like I said, over at Locals today, you've seen the bumper pop up several times. It's drewberkwist.locals.com. That's where we're going to be at 3 p.m. or thereabouts right after the show. We hope that you're going to be there too, uh, and we'll be right back here in just a few seconds. Oh, hey. <laughs> Sorry. Were we playing a bumper? <laughs> I guess not. I guess not. We're continuing on. Okay. No bumper. Um <laughs> So let's talk about Beyond Meat then, shall we? Well, Disco, what are your um, what are your thoughts on plant based meat? I've had it. Um, it's weird. Okay, <laughs> I I I understand like when you think about the way the food digests in the stomach and everything and all that stuff. Like I understand why, but when you are making something taste like meat because you want to taste meat eat meat exactly (laughs) or or don't (laughs) or don't yeah or don't yeah like like if if you don't want to eat the meat because it's not good cool don't eat meat then go eat the vegetables and all stuff and it's really good for i get it but if you're making the the vegetables taste like meat just eat eat some meat yeah like i i that's just that's where i'm at you know and and we we live like a, a a life where it's you know we try to do like 
70 to 80 percent vegetables on the plate and then the rest is meat or starches whatever all that stuff but there's days where i'm like i'm having wings and i'm gonna have 20 of them and no i don't want the celery or carrot stick on the side i just want the wings like right right so i i have those times where i go back and forth but i've had the beyond meat i've had that stuff before it's it tastes okay it's just not the same. It's just, it's weird. You have to like add stuff to it to make sure that it tastes better when meat, you know, yes, you want to add some seasoning, but if you were to just cook it as it is, you'd be pretty okay. You'd yeah. be okay. Well, I, so I hate it. I, again, I don't mind people not eating meat. That's not how I choose to live, but I don't mind it at all. If you, if you're a vegetarian or if you prefer yeah. most meals to just be vegetable stir fry or something like that, I can get behind vegetable stir fry. Let's do it. But personally, I hate the idea of it. And any company pushing that direct just that garbage is typically not always i don't want to paint everyone in one corner but they're typically typically a communist leaning organization someone who doesn't share the same values as you or me and it typically in those types of organizations has some, has some dark people who are running it who are involved in it and this further proves that point but last saturday well, I love college football. I can get behind college football. You had the chief operating officer of Beyond, Doug Ramsey, who was not Dave Ramsey. He was a great guy. Doug Ramsey, COO for Beyond, was attending an Arkansas Razorback college football game. So I could think maybe, maybe we could be friends. You share a different view and, and set of values when it comes to meat, but you like college football. Okay. But then things change. Then things change a lot. So he's leaving, leaving the game. And a Subaru bumped into his Ford Bronco. So Dougie Boy, the COO, becomes enraged. Enraged. Hops out of his vehicle, punches the back window of said Subaru. The driver of the Subaru then puts it in park, puts his Birkenstocks on, hops out of the car. And these two go to blows. They start fighting. And at some point during the fight, maybe you've heard about this, the COO for Beyond, for this you know, fake meat company, bites the man's nose and takes a chunk out of it. So you could argue maybe oh he does God. actually like meat. <laughs> I mean, because he's... I to, to me, it, like it's funny because you sent this over, and I, I didn't read the article, so I didn't know that there was a fight. I honestly thought it was just like his first reaction was dive in, bite the nose. But still, wh- how? No, it was like an Evander get... Holyfield moment. Um, it, yeah, like where, where do you get to that level of crazy, where you're like, you know what? I'm not going to win this fight. I'm going to bite his nose. Yeah, like. <laughs> Just, it's wow. It's not a good look. He was arrested. Clearly, has some conflict resolution issues to work through. And I mean, I, look, they I, do they they do say that like man flesh, like man actual meat, like when you do eat it, it's something that your body then craves, and you start getting the shakes and all that stuff, and you have to eat it. So maybe he's had it in the past, and he was just craving some more. That or that, or he's <laughs> going to become a cannibal. I mean, breaking yeah. news: <laughs> Doug Ramsey is now a cannibal. Um. But look, I get fighting dirty. You, you fight to win. You, you do what it takes to win. That's just kind of next level weird. Biting the nose. Like, I don't know. Yeah. You got you to gotta be 
gotta be weird in the first place working at the yeah, company he's like, at but for me i i could understand it like if i was pegged to the ground and he was choking me and he was close and i my hand like okay yeah last last resort going for those but that's not like where i'm jumping to right away like there's other obviously there's gonna be other things that i'm carrying i know he was at a football game but there's other things you can have on you that can help and so there's other things you know like self-defense but yeah, it's not like oh, I I got a few punches in, and then I thought biting his nose was good. That's not where that's not where I'm going to be. At. That's going to be I was about to die. I had nothing else to do, so I thought biting his nose would confuse him, and it worked because I'm still alive. You know? it, yeah, <laughs> with with some interesting charges that will be on your record forevermore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> forevermore. Um, then speaking as someone who does love meat, let's talk about Don Lemon here for a second. Um. Because last week, CNN announced that he would be losing. He's, he was getting demoted, right? Losing his primetime show. So lots of shakeup happening there under Licked, um, which all this sounds like it goes together. We talk about Lemon loving meat and the CEO Licked. Um, anyways, we're talking serious here. So he's losing his show and is now going to be co-anchoring CNN's morning show, which is their lowest rated show on the network, by the way. So he... You lose prime time, you're, you're, you're put on a, a sinking ship over here. But he's going out swinging. His contract's in, like, hospice state right now. But he's going out swinging. Last night, he was going to stick it to this British reporter. Of course, you know, they're talking about the Queen's funeral. They're talking about everything that's going on over there. And he, of course, being just the absolute loser that he is, decides to, to dive into the whole reparations conversation. Talks about reparations because of England's colonial past. And let me tell you, this chick owns him. Take a listen. Well, this is coming when, you know, there's all of this wealth and you hear about it comes as England is facing rising costs of living, a living crisis, austerity budget cuts, and so on. And then you have those who are asking uh, for reparations for colonialism, and they're wondering, you know, $100 billion, $24 billion, here and there, 500 million there. Some people want to be paid back, and uh, and members of the public are wondering why are we suffering when you are, you know, you have all of this vast wealth. Those are legitimate concerns. Well, I think you're right about reparations in terms of if people want it, though, what they need to do is you always need to go back to the beginning of a supply chain. Where was the beginning of the supply chain? That was in Africa, and when that crossed the entire world when the slavery was taking place, which was the first nation in the world that abolished sla uh, slavery? The first nation in the world to abolish it. It was started by William Wilberforce, was the British. In, in Great Britain, they abolished slavery. 2,000 naval men died on the high seas trying to stop slavery. Why? Because the African kings were rounding up their own people. They had them on cages waiting in the beaches. No one was running into Africa to get them. And I think you're totally right. If reparations need to be paid, we need to go right back to the beginning of that supply chain and say who was rounding up their own people and having them handcuffed in cages. Absolutely, that's where they should start. And maybe, I don't know, the descendants of those families where they died at the, in the high seas trying to stop the slavery, that those families should receive something too, I think, at the same time. It's an interesting discussion, Hillary. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. We'll continue to, to discuss in the future. So remember the impact of the supply, the supply chain crisis on the economy during... So utterly bitch slapped. I mean, that, that was just a, a straight up, I mean, slam dunk of a response. And it's a classic case in, the, in, in Don's case, 
of social media journalism, right? Or bumper sticker journalism, whatever you want to call it. He reads a bunch of Twitter posts, thinks he's going to land some stinging blow. Let's talk about reparations for your country. By the way, during discussions of a funeral and the queen's life and all of that, so not appropriate in the first place. But like every other stunt that Don has tried on air, it failed miserably, just like his career. Not good. His guest, thank God, had a very clear picture of history, an accurate, factual version and view of history. Whereas Don just is barfing up, again, bumper stickers that he's read. Stuff he's seen on social media. It's not real. It's not real. Reparations have been talked about here in the wake of the St. George Floyd riots. Several other things. Now you've got reparations discussions that have emerged in England since the Queen's death. People who bring up, guys, people who bring up reparations are such sore losers. Because it's a lazy argument. All they're trying to do is re- reinforce this victim-oppressor ideology, which is just total nonsense. What about the, the you know, reparations for families of the sailors of the American merchant ships, the, the Maria and the Dolphin, who were captured and enslaved by the barbarian pirates? No. That's not how it works. It, the, the British folks that she's talking about, those 2,000 sailors not how it works only minorities can be victims that's how the game is played that's how the left plays it you don't get to do it that's how leftist ideology is and it's a it's a dangerous game because it it has a very specific purpose of increasing the divides between our population not just here but everywhere based on gender, race, sexual orientation. You name it. And people like Don are trying to exploit that to impress their blue check, Mark friends, their buddies in media, none of which actually have a clue about what they're talking about and about the damage that's being done as they throw out these reckless, baseless words. It's inflicting a ton of pain and damage on this country. It also goes to show, like, the writers of his show don't know the actual history (laughs) and what happened. And so they're like, oh, we're going to get her with this, you know. And then I love the way he's like, oh, that's an interesting discussion. Like, he's he's trying not to admit defeat (laughs) in that. Yeah. (laughs) You know. Like, what else do you say at that at that point other than, you know what, I was wrong. I get, you know, thank you for giving us. I love it. He just was like, interesting. Um, (laughs) I have deep down inside. He was like, oh, man, that's interesting. I think maybe he really does mean interesting because he he doesn't know what he's talking about. He maybe he actually took something and learned something there. That would be. But then his producer's ears like, get out, get out of the interview. Go cut it. This is not going along with our narrative, Don. (laughs) This is why you're fired, Don. We talked about Bill Maher yesterday. We showed a clip during Booze and Bantry yesterday, you know, where he again brought some common sense and talked about it. When it comes to this particular discussion, which usually, you know, ties in perfectly with reparations, this 
We talked about in Booze and Banner. We talked about in Booze and Banner. Yeah, is is yeah. is the fact that you can't change how things were back then. And by the way, slavery didn't start. White people didn't start slavery. It wasn't the Brits or the Americans or this that? Thing. You can't. You you cannot play that game. You can't play that game. And he was talking about. You can't compare yourself to them when times were different and then say that you're better than them. It's, it doesn't work that way. That's, not, yeah, that's how, how it he, works for them. How he's like, who, who do you think sold those slaves? Other African-Americans. Yeah. Well, and Africans, African-Americans had slaves Other too. Africans, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah Africans Great. had slaves. African-Americans had slaves. I mean, it's, it's just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Okay. Uh, Texas, Texas Panhandle. I saw your question earlier. I'll address it and other people's questions over on Booze and Banter. We'll see if there's any update on what's going on with Putin and his address. We'll get into some other stories. You can ask me questions. We'll have a drink together. We'll have some fun. That's all going to be on Locals, where Booze and Banter always is. It's drewberquist.locals.com. I've put the link in the chats. I'll do it again. If you cannot make it, we're sad, but we understand. We'll see the rest of you tomorrow. We'll see some of you over at Booze and Banter. Be safe, be smart, be free. You've just heard Drew Berquist. Tune in weekdays on every major podcast provider or on drewberquist.com.